Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves, ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now he lied with no class, blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. Right to a Detroit groove. This all American. And we're back. Welcome to Power Moves, episode 206. I'm your host, Mike Burns. Joining me all the way from Los Angeles, California. It's the host of the Hunk Podcast. It's the author of The Perfect Amount of Wrong. It's your boy, Mike Abarado, Abaradenstein. Oink, oink. What's up, pigs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been, a, it's been a little gap from the last show because... I had a birthday. We had Thanksgiving. Brido went on vacation, but you're still getting a weekly dose of cards on the Patreon. So there you go. You're still satiated. And then when we come back and do the show, it's special. It's like a it's a real treat, real treat, real freeb. It's a treat for me. <laughs> it's a treat for Brido. It's it's your pleasure. It's your pleasure to be on the program. I'm the pig today, baby. I feel like I do a lot of podcasts. I don't know. I mean, there's the other one. There's the beers show that still is a weekly thing. It's a chunk. You and you and you and I have one coming out on mine. Yeah. Then last week you and I did one that was a dad boner spectacular interview. That's yeah. on yours. So I, I, I think not I, yet. Not yet. Not quite yet. It'll be out soon. Though. No, for no. the holiday for the holidays. Well, it's going to be a two parter also, which is exciting. Yes. It's going to yes. Because be- <laughs> we still we. Yeah, we have a lot to we have a lot to get into in my Barbara Walters, Mike Burns special. <laughs> I think I think maybe you should just make that as a whole spinoff. It's just a podcast. Just just uh, just to become a Mike Burns biographer where you interview me and then we'll go from throughout all the history uh Little uh, little marks of of what's happened, and then we'll get to real time, and then we're just basically rehashing this show, except for it's you interviewing me about what my life is like. It'll get it'll get real meta, and and, I, and I'll be into it. <laughs> that's, that's I've all... always said if there was if there was like definitive biographies or autobiographies of like everyone I knew, I'd probably buy all of them to be like, what the fuck is up with this? Dude, and then what? be like, oh, oh yeah. What happened? Like, why? Yeah. What happened to this person? Like, what's okay? He was. Oh, he. Yeah. Look at this Catholicism right here, and um, uh huh. Look be- at this. Oh, oh, first, first woman he loved cheated on him. Okay, okay, great. Check. Yep. <laughs> not, not you. Not anybody. Right. Anybody. Right. Right. My, his his mother ignored him for a week one time when he was a child <laughs> because he did something uh-huh. bad and. Check. Oh, his his older sister got straight A's. Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Check. He was in a uh, he, <laughs> he was bullied at school and then suspended for fighting the bully off, and then his parents grounded him anyway. Check. 
<laughs> Just, my friend my friend at work uriah he goes i got bullied at school and i go oh i'm sorry he goes no no i also bullied like i'm not crazy and i laughed so hard <laughs> because because i was like yeah you gotta be some sort of sort of fucking punk if you didn't also bully right you know what i mean like <laughs> right yeah there was find a smaller kid you fucking sad sack there was there was like a handful in your class of those who did not do any bullying those were like the bottom feeder kids find a younger kid <laughs> find a kid with a with a medical ailment <laughs> find a kid that has a, some sort of issue that's your go-to yeah, it's like when fat kids call each other fat you see it all the time like you know, you got to find the the kid who's worse. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you, you gotta, you gotta like make it even. It's like yeah. some chick wrongs you, you date some other chicks, you wrong them. <laughs> you ruin <Yes>. their life. <laughs> you got to make it karmically right in the universe. Like shit was done wrong to me. <laughs> I remember we told her, we told our upstairs neighbor once, like, can you turn your music down? Like he had, a, he had a, he was a professional DJ. And he had a bass. It would make it would like our make our plates rattle and fall mm-hmm. out of the cupboard. Right. Like it was it was crazy. And we're like, can you please turn it down? And he goes, those guys were loud. Yeah, that was like, a different level of loud. That was that was like there's a there's it's a- the loudest neighbor I've ever had. And he, I think that the wife came down one time, opened up the door, and we had to like shout at each other. And I think that she didn't realize that it was just as loud. If not louder in our right, apartment, right? The 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 uh, insulation wasn't great in whatever building that was. No, that was dog shit. I ended up like becoming friendly with those that family. That was the kid who would take like cigarette butts off the ground below our apartment and put them in his mouth, and I would be like, "Oh my god!" And I would go, <laughs> and I would go, "No, yucky, yucky!" Like I didn't know what to say to this kid. He and then one time we there was they had a party in our backyard. He took a bottle of Smyrna Heist off of the table and he started <laughs> drinking it. This kid's like four. Uh huh. I, I was and bad. I go no. I go no. And then he looked at me and he and he puts his finger up to his lips like don't tell anybody. And then he chugged the fucking rest of it. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> that kid's definitely in jail. There's a. There- a tool lyric that reminds me of what we just talked about. Do unto others what has been done to what well, prison sex. What has been done to me? I'm, mm. I'm not saying to do that. Don't do that. It's, we're just kidding. But <laughs> that's what that's very much what that is. That's what that song's about is I think something bad happens to someone in prison. And then he starts to do bad things to other people well, in prison. I think that's pretty much how the world works, though. Somebody bad shit happens to people and then they pass it on to other people. Good shit happens to people. Usually, you know, people pay it forward, usually, unless right. you get to the, the rare bad person. I try to have a level of empathy, though. Like, if something bad happens to me, I know what it feels like, and I try my best not to do that to someone else, because then I'll wallow in what that felt like when I did it, and, like, I'll feel bad about what that person feels like now. Like I, yeah. I really make an effort. Like there's some dickhead guy at the bar the other day and bartenders, you know, like that guy's just a dick. I'm like, yeah, but I, I want to know why, like there's a reason no one's just born. A, some people I guess are, but for the most part, people aren't born an asshole or they're not born with certain problems 
dealing with society or what their brain is like. Like, what happened to you? And that's where this bio. This is really, the this is this, the ultimate this ultimate question. Are you? Can you be born an asshole? It's possible. I guess genetically, you can be born tall or fat or short or this color, that color, eyes. Some, what have you. some people think we have memories built like deep in our DNA. We have like you know, culture, like a cultural generational trauma, they call it, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and, you know, like if you swat at a fly, it flies away because it knows instinctually somewhere in there that sure that will cats, you know, they just what, know how to do stuff. It's, yeah. it's built or, in. or the ones who know how to do stuff are the ones that live. Right. Also like anxiety and depression can be hereditary. So so, so can alcoholism and alcohol wasn't is alcohol's man-made or predisposition. But I don't know. I'm not some sort of fancy scientist. I would venture to, to guess most assholes had something bad happen. To them, like you said, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I guess all, all comedians, for the most part, ones that are worth their salt had some traumatic things happen to them in their childhood. Oh, my God. I mean, Richard Pryor was raised in a fucking whorehouse. That's the ultimate example. A lot of it is parental, and a lot of it is just stuff that you were exposed to that maybe you shouldn't have. What bad What bad thing happened to you? What were you exposed to? Uh, you know, like, and most people, like, there's a, there's examples all over the place of people who want to be comedians, then both of their parents die, and then they get funny. Um, or Catholicism you know, happened to me. That was really fucked me up bad. Laying in bed, worried you about got, going you to got, hell. <laughs> You got exponentially funnier after your divorce. Just face facts. I did. I I I, yeah. re- I really turned something yeah. bad into letting yeah. everything out because I had yeah. nothing to fucking lose. And then Pete Holmes did this. Pete Holmes did the same thing. Um, you know, you get to talk about the thing. You get to talk about something that's very real, and you've opened up, and now you have nothing to fucking lose. You don't have. The prying eye of a significant other that you may be judgmental as to what you're saying on stage. You're free. You're free. You're free. Yes. You have, and uh, for better or worse, sometimes I would say things on stage that maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> well, <coughs> but I guess yeah, that's everybody. There's, there's, there's something very watchable about somebody who doesn't give a fuck. And someone who's obviously going through it or has. But- or somebody who's been through the thing and they're at the other side and they're like, I'm going to tell you about that shit back there. It is very. I set myself on fire smoking crack. <laughs> it's, it's very um, uh, method acting at a certain point because when you do it originally, it's because you're going through it. But yeah. then you get to the point where you just harness what that felt like once you're reliving it on stage in some But it's fashion. also therapeutic because the more reps you have telling the story, the more diluted it gets. It's like it's almost like dubbing a VCR tape. It gets slightly fuzzier every single time. The yeah. memory goes away and you just remember how to tell the story. Right. You're you're it gets a little better almost because you have more clarity and your brain is freed up. So you can deliver the information in a better, concise manner, but you still harness that pain when you go into the method aspect of it and dump it out on stage. I think that it is helpful, though, and I don't know, like 
the sting of getting called fat in an audition. Let's say something as dumb, <laughs> as innocuous as that. Which you have. Has, which is plenty of times. I have a clip I'm putting out today where I just talk about going into an audition and the director goes, take your shirt off. And I did. And he goes, now that's comedy. Oh, my God. Like, I, will, I mean, there are certain lines. I mean, I might fucking get hot over something like that. I It was one of those things where... I, I think that I was I was still like I was kind of like what because I want the the audition you know right. like I want the the gig and I can't be like you know what uh, that's fucked up let's go outside you know because then it's like uh-huh. yeah <laughs> you know, the consequences of me doing that are far outweigh me going okay I'll just talk about it on stage I, this week I yeah I'll get him back on stage was always a nice thing you could yeah, always he, if get, I if I remembered his name somewhere. I could. Yeah, I can say his name on stage if I remember it. If I really want to, I can I can talk about it on stage the rest of my life. Yeah. When when things happen to me because I don't do stand up anymore, sometimes I have that fuck. I wish I had a I wish I had eight minutes tonight. I would get up and fucking let her rip tater chip on all this on all this shit. I mean, that's why we do it, right? Like Yeah. That's winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is winning. You you fucking you want to fuck with me one on one? I'm gonna say your goddamn name in front of a fucking room full of people and shred you. You don't even. Well, they laugh at you, at you, <laughs> and you ain't even gonna know about it. You're gonna get destroyed. Yeah. I'm gonna tell them where you work, what your fucking name is. You can't sue fuck me with your for boy. this shit. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck with your boy, man. <laughs> you fucked with a gunslinger, bitch. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean. That's 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 how we shoot up the school. Yes, safely. So no one safely. no one gets hurt. <laughs> rubber rubber bands, just rubber bands. I'm gonna execute you publicly, and you're not even gonna know about it. It's not cow- school it's- shooter. <laughs> school shooter walking around rubber bands. <laughs> and you can say it's cowardly, <laughs> but you try getting up on stage in front of people and fucking shredding somebody that's hard enough there's no cowardice involved in that that's brave that's no, a different yeah. level of bravery <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's a different level of uh getting them back you and every tv show or movie about stand up the character has like lost it all and has nothing to lose and goes up on stage and lets it rip and usually destroys and i'm i'll be the first to tell you you can't just do that <laughs> like that. Usually it right. usually goes. And in the big sick, God love him. Kumail goes up and eats shit doing that. And that is what would really happen. Mm-hmm. You have to process it and filter it. You can't be, you can't still have the adrenaline spiked. Like even as a, if there's a heckler on stage, I said, I said some shit to a heckler that, it was too unhinged for the crowd to be. The crowd was still on my side, but they were like, what? <laughs> and then they, and then the heckler came back harder. And then the crowd was like, no, fuck you. They're like the heckler. But it was like one of those things where I'm, I still think about it all the time. And I was like, I got too mad too fast. Yeah. I, I remember when, after I got stabbed, I think I still had staples in my back when I was, went up on stage and talked about it. Holy shit. And it remember and that was that was part of my 
That was what based. That was the closer for my Montreal sets. Yeah, you got stab heat. I couldn't. I, I was like, "Thanks, bitch. <laughs> Enjoy jail when you get caught and you spend your life in prison. Get bent over, and I, I'm gonna use this. I'm not gonna fucking let you break me. I'm gonna that turn. I'm gonna so true. And I, I try to do that with everything. Anytime anyone hurts me in any sort of way, I'll use it. I'm not going to fucking roll up in a ball. I might for a day or two, but I'm coming back, baby. <laughs> You're going to see. Somebody else told that story on Drunk History, if I recall correctly. Yes. Yeah, they did. And um, I was told I was going to be on Drunk History. And then that was even I didn't like that very much. I'm far past it now. I could give two shits. So. Well, that story was told on Drunk History. <laughs> yeah, at least. I wish I, my name wasn't used was what I what I didn't like. Could have dropped my name. Oh. So funny. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think this is all. Do you think that well, we used to do that? I would say subconsciously or consciously put ourselves in precarious situations and do things that were bad specifically just so we had them to talk about. I, I, I think, I think, yeah, for, I think on gentlemen scumbags, I would definitely do that. Mm -hmm. Early power moves. Brooks and I would do things that were bad because we were living together and you were, you went off and straightened yourself out and we were still <laughs> living a rock and roll lifestyle. And I remember I would do stuff just for the show. And then it became, then you get into that, that uh, gray area of what your actual persona is, of what so uh, living 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 the kayfabe the kayfabe wrestling thing where the lines get blurred. Which I watched some of that Netflix. What is it? The wrestling. Oh my god! Yeah, I love that. You told me that was good. I I watched a. It's good. It's very good. But they talk about that about how that's really difficult to be one thing and and I think that's why I still have some um, struggles with who I am now because I'm not what I used to be. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I am for the most part a adjusted person, but I still have these tendencies of, I don't know, like it's very rare, but Man. sometimes I'll just go off a fucking rail and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> just Okay. This brings up, Okay, so I had this existential crisis myself when I quit drinking seven years ago. Yeah, who am I? I who the fuck am I? Because I didn't – so I didn't really drink as a senior in high school, but then I did straight into college all the way until 2017. So that's 20 years, you know, 19 years of – or whatever it is, of drinking. Right. Like pretty hard or whatever that is. Is it – 30 years? I don't even know. <laughs> no, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. So, uh, whatever the year was, like, I'm not like, good 27, at 17. So, fucking. It's a long uh, time. It's a, a long time of drinking. Um, but the last time that I didn't, I was a senior in high school. I'm certainly not the same person I was when I was a senior in high school. So, I kind of had to slowly figure out who I was and like what I did. We went to like you're in Brooks's house, like Victoria and I went over there and everybody was just kind of sitting in lawn chairs facing the street. If you're not drinking, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that party sucks. Right. Right. Like, cause it's just, we're just sitting in lawn chairs in a yard. 
mm-hmm. facing the same direction. And that was that was the first time I was just like, I can't do things like this anymore because they're no longer fun. Yeah, the 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 drinking makes just a sitting sit, on a just lawn sitting chair there fun with music on. It makes the music better. It makes sitting there yeah. once in a while you say something funny and it makes it exciting. But yeah, once you cut out alcohol or any sort of intoxicant, it's not. It's the same thing as like when you hang out with people who are doing coke and you don't do coke. Yeah, yes. It's yeah. like I can't yeah. hang out with you. I don't what do you guys why you're like, oh this Neil Young song's so good. I'm like, is it yeah. the song sucks? <laughs> so there's this show that I got into recently that is called Up. It's, the first one is called Seven Up. It's British. It's on um Britbox on Apple TV. You gotta pay like eight dollars for a month of Britbox okay. to watch this thing. And they there's an old Jesuit saying called give me a child till he's seven and I will give you the man. And that's what they base it off of. So they pick a bunch of kids in England in 1962. And so they're seven years old and they pick poor kids from the South end of London. They pick a kid from the country or a couple of people from the country. Some people are like loaded and they're like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And like little seven year old British boys are like, I'll probably go to this school and then over to Cambridge University and then I will be an attorney. And then they follow up these kids when they're 14 and they talk to these kids again and they do it when they're 21. They do it when they're 28. They keep doing it until like 2019. It's called, there's like they, every seven years they talk to these kids and the ones that were seven who were like, I'm going to go to this school. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. They do all of that shit. Mm -hmm. And then they talk to like this little boy named Tony, who's basically the star of the show. Cause he will be the one that everyone loves immediately. He's poor, but he's got, got like a big personality. And they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? He's like, I want to be a jockey when I grow up, I want to be a jockey. And then they, they find him seven years later. He's a fucking jockey. <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, what do you want to do if this doesn't work out? And he's like, I'll probably drive the cab. I'll probably drive a cab. And then they fucking find him when he's 21. His jockeying career has fizzled out. And now he drive, he's learning to study the knowledge to become like a London cab driver. Whatever the, whatever they call cab. They probably call I'll drive a whiz bang. <laughs> I'll drive the whiz bang. And- no, like a London cabbie. You have to like, you have to know every small street and facts about it. It's. It's college for the working class. It's co- it's called the knowledge. It's like you have to pass this thing, and then you make like a working class, like a you know, like a middle class living driving like a black cab. It's sure, the, it has sure. to be black cab. But all of these kids, except for a few, one of them becomes homeless for a while. It's fucking wild. And then you don't think that you're gonna get into this series. And then you're gonna like, how's the homeless guy doing like seven years you know what i mean like so you can keep watching the series and it's instead of being like the next year it's seven years later but for the most part these people are the exact same people as they were when they were seven yeah it makes sense it's wild like i don't know if you could i don't know what i was like at seven there's footage of me at six for this camcorder thing that my dad made and i'm like i'm like i'm trying to be funny like that's what so and i yeah, my that um, sort of thing. My my grandfather always had a um, a video camera, or <clears throat> previously had the 
old reel to reel or whatever fucking video yeah. things, you know, camera, film camera. And there's tons of old movies. I am always hamming in front of the camera. I am always just, yeah, I yeah. just, you'd see me just come out of a door and I've got just underpants on my head and then like just underpants on and I'm doing some like Fonzie poses and I just, and my sister's just staring at me. My sister's still very quiet, but you can add on all kinds of other stuff that in those years, up until you're like seven, that's when you learn the mechanics of throwing a football with your dad, throwing a baseball. That's when my mom introduced a lot of artistic things to me. And I read a lot. I, I wrote a lot. I just, I liked both things equally. I sat with my mom in the kitchen and cooked. Like I watched her cook and like absorbed all of that. And then you start to get distracted with life because you get older. But yeah, I would say that's very, very accurate. That's super interesting. Because seven, when I was seven years old, my favorite things in the world were baseball, pro wrestling, and comedy. And if you don't know how to play sports, once you get into those age eight, nine, you're not going to get picked to play or be able to have the confidence to go play with yep. kids in the backyard. Because as soon as you throw that football, like you're a left-handed girl or something, yeah. you know, with your left, you know, yeah. it's going to look like you're going to get, you're never going to want to yeah. come back and do that ever again. So, I remember I, I was showing my nephew how to how to hit a baseball with like a wiffle ball, and I, he's like, "I don't like it." And I'm like, "Why?" And he's like, "He said to me, this, I'll never forget." He goes, "It's very difficult." Right? Yeah, I've uh, I've I've uh, had this sort of thing before, and it, they quit. They're like, "I don't want to," they, and I don't know whether yeah, it's my, an attention my, span my... thing. They all have tablets, and they'd rather just like. Well, I don't have to just sit in the yard and play baseball because I can go inside and play mm. something on my on the TV or my tablet or the, a phone or whatever. My cousin Alex, my cousin Alex, you've met him. He played football at Iowa. He was at my wedding. Yes. You guys really hit it off. Yeah, it's a cool guy. So he does a lot of coaching with kids like they love him. And I'm like, how do you get your kids like these kids interested in? in like lifting weights and like sports and stuff. And he's like positive reinforcement. You just like, you make it fun. You make it the funnest day they've ever had. Yeah. And I go, what about the kids who don't take to it? And he's like, you just leave them alone. Like, <laughs> it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. You can't make anybody like it. That's, that's absolutely correct. You cannot. How about 14? Were you the same dude at 14? I like a lot of the same stuff. All yeah. those, like the rock music I listen to. The stuff that I'm obsessed with, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're familiar with my persona and it's expanded into other things that I like. But the core is Van Halen. It's Motley Crue. It's it's gangster rap. It's all this stuff that I still love. And then I get shocked when I hear like um, I forget what album it was that was 30 years old the other day. It was like uh, maybe an oh, ice Snoop. It was Snoop. Yeah, it's Doggy Style. It's 30 years old. And I, I was in yeah. a, I had to get something from Walmart, which I don't usually go to, but they have a great record selection there. And they had the Doggy Style 30. I didn't buy it. Doggy Style 30th anniversary. I was like, oh, no. What <laughs> the fuck happened? Because I remember buying it. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, the CD and uh, and I tried doing the math and like, oh, my Jesus Christ, this is what happened. I think I, I don't know if I was the same kid at 14 as I was at seven. I don't know if I was the same kid at 21 as I was at 14, but it is a fascinating 
thing that most of the kids, the British kids, I think that the, the theory was the first one was done by a different director, but it was like a really young director right, and that did from 14 on the whole way to 2019. And he finally died this past like year. Cause so like they still might do 70 up. They've done nine of them, mm-hmm. but, but like this guy like has known grown up with these kids and they all hate the series, by the way, they all hate it. It's, it's like this, th- <laughs> this thing in their lives that they hate, but they feel like this weird sense of obligation to keep doing it's, it's really a fascinating thing. And it's kind of tedious at times. There's too many flashbacks at other times, but when it gets like more modern, it's just like, fuck, I want to know what's going on with these people now. I wouldn't want to see any of that stuff. I would just, ugh, oh, God, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing there? Oh, because. Yeah, I think that that's what it's like. It's like they can't. Yeah. And it's edited. So these they do six hour interviews. They get like, what do you think about politics? And he's like, you know, um, Margaret Thatcher is a stupid like twat. Stupid and then he twat. gets like shit. Yeah, some of them take the seven years off. Some of them are like, I don't want to do it. But it's wild that they said what they were going to do at age seven, and then they all did it. And then there's like a little kid who's like raised in an orphanage, and they're like, what are you going to do for work? He's like, I'll probably, he's seven years old. He's like, I'll probably walk around and see what I can find. (laughs) And that's kind of what he's done his whole life. Yeah, I think that's kind of (laughs) me. I'll just do this right now, I guess. Yeah, what should I do now? I'll just pick this. But even even like I look at my like I have a senior picture where I've got on like baggy jabot, green jeans and a Packers hat and a big gold chain and this triple extra large T-shirt that like the short sleeves almost come down to my wrist. And I embrace it because it's funny (laughs) and I'm built for self-deprecation because I'm that style of comedian. But then I also like it does get you like, God damn, like I. There's there's very there's certain things I won't share. Like I I used to Yeah, oh sure. Because yeah. it used to be my entire identity, I would share every single thing. But like my Spotify um Oh like yeah. My Spotify yeah, it, songs wrapped. of the year wrapped. wrapped. Yeah, you yeah. Th- this year I won't even tell you what's on it. It's I'll tell you mine. It's, dude. Oh, it's gross. It's fucking okay. gross. And you oh, can see okay. all kinds of ups and downs emotionally. I, like, Jesus. Oh, man. So, yeah, Jeremy Burke the, DJed my wedding. He's a L.A. DJ and producer. Yeah. He DJed my wedding, and he had access to my wedding playlist. And he said, he's like, I could tell what type of mood you were in that night by what was getting added to the playlist. Yeah, that makes sense. I've got I've got tons of playlists and I'll go and look f- through them and I they're named for some sort of specific event or a specific person. There's a fuckload of them and I'll go through them like what were you going through? What was this? Man, I I don't know if how accurate that Spotify list is. My number one song this year. If you were to ask me what I thought it was, I would have guessed Candle Flame by Jungle. I really, that was my favorite song this year. It was the number one song that I listened to, according to Spotify, was Jambalaya by George Jones, which is a <laughs> Hank Williams cover. 
And, and here's the thing. I did listen to that song this year and I do like that song. I'm not telling you, I'm not sharing that to social media at all. <laughs> I usually would, but this one, also my mother for some reason has my Spotify hooked to her uh, Alexa and she listens to Michael W. Smith, who's a Christian singer every morning for like two hours. Alexa, shut up. Alexa, stop. Oh, that's so funny. God, I knew that Alexa was going to happen. Usually I have it unplugged so she can't listen to me. But my like that's in the middle of the. I do a, the I do a stand-up show at, at this at the place. Like a computer runs all of the lights and everything. So you have to say, computer, let's do a show. Because no one works there at this place. Like, uh, yeah. just there's like one employee. AI runs. Um, AI runs it. So when enter, whenever anybody starts going, like I was on the computer, like during their standup set, I see the thing light up and start like swirling around, and uh-huh. I'm like, oh god, this thing, the thing is listening right now for <laughs> for for prompts. Like 2001: A Space Odyssey, just like this yeah. red light. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, anytime anybody says computer. The thing lights up and is like, what you want? Computer. <laughs> a computer took your job, daddy. Computer yes. took your job, daddy. Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> he knew what was coming. He did. Yeah, he did. he really did. He did. There's so many, there's computer. been there's so many films from so long ago before any of this existed that are just about shit that's happening now. And people say, like, well, that's bullshit because but no, there's a lot of stuff that really seems What's that um what's that movie, that Matt Damon movie where everywhere all the rich people go live in this wheel in space? Oh yeah. I forget what the name uh, of that Elysium is. Elysium or something. Elysium. Elysian Elysian Park. <laughs> I, I think I think that that's gonna happen. Yeah, me. we're all fucked. But we'll be dead before that, so that's good. I mean, sometimes I'm like, man, I'm getting old. I'm like, well, that's good. <laughs> You're not going to have to deal with this shit. You can you yeah. can juice what you got going on now to the end of the road. And then every- you got 50 years left, pal. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm taking a lot of um, I'm taking a lot of vitamins. And uh, so I've been trying to eat better. So I think I'm, uh, I'm making some strides. I've been eating a lot of spinach. Mm-hmm. Taking um, <laughs> taking magnesium, B twelve, D three, R two D two. Yeah, it's like a, a multi and uh, pile of spinach every morning. Bra. Did you did you hear that? Uh, Kumail got HGH new face. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's it's toned down a little bit. I also wonder if he was doing that jaw thing. Have you seen that like, oh, jaw? That yeah. I've almost bought it so many times, but then I noticed that like they give so much money to big podcast dudes to just drop it into conversations and uh-huh. podcasts like it's organic. And like there's one where this guy, I don't know his name, but he's got like this huge podcast. It's on their Spotify targeted or Instagram's targeted ads to me where he's just talking on like flagrant too with Andrew Schultz about it. Like it's just on the podcast. Like it's not part of a fucking ad right, or something, but I don't HGH makes your jaw and your brow get bigger. It's just like, so you look at Zac Efron who's in the Von Eric movie, iron claw that comes out in a couple weeks. And it's like, that dude is on HGH. And it's just like, you know what? Legalize it. Like, I'm not mad, but like, let's <laughs> right. not all pretend that Zac Efron isn't juicing while he's lifting. Oh, yeah. I mean, Sylvester Stallone, obviously juicing. You are not that old and look like that. Yeah. Um, Tom Hardy in Warrior yeah, and then all- in Bane, he's just amps it up and hey, bulks. 
They all do it. And then like, they're like, what's the secret to getting this bod? And it's just like HGH. Right. I, I, um, I, I, I use a bite guard when I sleep and I regularly chew through them, which is very expensive, but I feel like my jawline has improved and I didn't. And I was like, your face looks like squared off more. And I remembered I had this bite guard that makes my bottom jaw jut out and I chew on it all, all right, night well, long. <laughs> think- okay. Well, let's get these things and then we'll report back to each other. I got this fucking. So Instagram, it's new thing is going like, Hey, do you have dark bags under your eyes? I'm like, fuck you. And then them going, Hey, do you have a, do you have a lot of gray hairs in your beard? And I'm like, fucking eat my shit. Or like, Hey, does your t-shirt make your belly look big? And I'm like, fuck off. And so uh-huh. I don't know if they're like just scanning my photos for like, which guys are shit bags like me or whatever. But I, I bought the teeth whitening shit. Cause they're like, are your teeth yellow? You fucking yellow teeth, bitch. And I'm like, shut up. So I got this shit. In the fucking ad that they hit me with, this girl like smiles and she puts the purple shit on her tooth and her tooth is immediately like sparkling white. I've been using this shit for like weeks and I can't tell you if it's done anything. <laughs> you need before and after photos. Oh, I did. You could look at them and you'd be like, I don't know, man, you must drink a lot of Coke Zero. You do. And you haven't whitened your teeth in a long time. Do you use whitening toothpaste? Yeah, I use all of the stuff, but my teeth, I've been drinking coffee right now, you know, years of abuse. And right. but but I'll get that jaw thing if you get that jaw thing and we'll report back to each other. We'll see how much they cost. It could be like Yeah, how much how much are they? Piece of plastic for 175. I don't know. Maybe I just make it at home out of a <laughs> I mean, my I, I don't think my mouth guard's that much different. It holds my jaw open and then I crush it down and bite through it after a month. Yeah, you could just get a bunch of duct tape and smush it into a ball, and it's the same thing. does make a whole hell of a lot of difference. When I was drinking pretty heavily in in Los Angeles, I didn't have one, and I realized that I was just sleep apneing my way through the night and not breathing for like two minutes at a time because I was just Uh, a disaster person. But yeah, you, you know. are a chainsaw snorer, and I can say that as a man who lived in the, across the hall from you. Don't snore anymore because of the bite guard. It's great. Huh. Yeah, it holds my jaw straight up and out in the bottom just a little bit, and it's huh. uncomfortable at first. But yeah, I don't snore. I don't wake up with like that snored all night feeling, which is good. You gotta make strides. Up all night, <laughs> sleep all day. Also, I got a, a biopsy this week for. Uh, I got my moles all checked and they put me in a scanner machine because, you know, I'm polka dotted and I have 349 moles on your dick on my dick. We may have. No, we didn't do this last episode. I think we did. No, we may have done it. We may have done it on the dad boner thing. Or maybe I didn't go get that. No, I know because people were because people were comment. No, we talked about it on the dad boner thing. We commented on your dick moles and people were like, let me see that. What did I say it looked like? And people were talking about it in the comments on Instagram and you were getting steamed at people. You're like, no, Brighto's was making it up. <laughs> well, I ended up having one cut off. So that felt good yesterday. Yeah, your, 
Barnes got his dick cut off. <laughs> I, did, I did. I switched over my insurance. I used to have really shitty insurance, and I got new health now it's, insurance. Now it's just a guy. Now it's a guy in an alley with a pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Smiley Gumdrops, and he's got a pair of scissors. <laughs> Smiley Gumdrops. He's got a pair of scissors. Rock bottom. I did. Uh, yeah. But I, the one of the main reasons I, 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 I have no idea, by the way, how I came up with the name Smiley Gumdrops. I just want you to know that that is uh, something only you will appreciate. But I, I came up with that name out of your former act. It's yes, from my rock bottom bit. Did anyone else yeah. have cigarettes and taffy for lunch today that you bought from a taffy loving hobo named loving Smiley, hobo named Smiley Gumdrops? Gumdrops. <laughs> what a great name! <laughs> Remember when you used to go up and do old man poses? Yes, old man pose down. I would just say pose down, and I started doing old man bodybuilder poses on stage. I, what are I fucking? What was I doing? It was fun. fun. It was it, having fun. Yeah, that's what it was You're for. Fun. Yeah. Some yeah. people treated it like a job. Some of us just did it to have fun. And I think you got to do both. I think you do. I think you do. But for the most part, some people, you can tell when they tell jokes that like, do you like that? Do you, is it fun for yeah, you to say you, that? <laughs> is that joke, were you having fun telling that? It didn't look like you had fun. It looked like you knew what words to inflect at the perfect time and yeah. you knew not to trim the fat, but were you having fun telling us that? No, when you and I would go on stage, it was like, Someone pulled a ripcord in our back and here then shoved you out there. Here you go. It's good. It's time to go. I only have this much time and I'm going to really give it to you. You'll be scared at first, but then afterwards, you'll get a taste for it. Last night I did. I was talking about how in Schwarzenegger's book, he keeps saying, who do you think you are? John Matrix. And I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. I listened to his book. And he keeps saying, who you think you are, John Matrix? And I didn't, I had to look it up. And that's his name in Commando. That's what he's, his character was. Mm-hmm. And so the whole time, I just thought he was trying to say Keanu Reeves. Right, like John Matrix, I, like Stallone and Cliffhanger, John Cliffhanger, I call him. Um, but it's like John Wick, Homer it's his calls, two biggest movies. Homer calls Mel Gibson the name payback and and on a Simpsons episode. Yeah. It's fun to do that. John matrix. Yeah. I would just assume John matrix. So I riffed the him in the studio doing the voiceover for the book, trying to say Keanu and just going like, and and then going cut Arnold, just, just, you got to call him something else. And like, (laughs) And I riffed that extra long yesterday, and it was just like at a point where I was just playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean, like on stage, and it was more fun for everyone than if I had just done this like pristine finished. Right, bit. because I, they, I think, they can sense that you're actually in the moment. This is happening right now. This is not right. You didn't do this at the Laugh Factory yesterday. Right. The exact same way. This is now. You're only getting right. to see this now. It'll be different every other time, but this is the right. one that's going to be the best one. And then when you try and rewrite a joke like that and pre- give it format and actual structure, and then it doesn't hit the same way, you're like, fuck. Yeah. I wish I just recorded that so I could just replicate yeah. it and do it the same way. But then when you see other comics do that, like they they do that 
I'm I'm stupid game. Like I don't know what I'm saying, and they try and replicate it the next time. You're like, oh fuck! You see behind the curtain, it's the worst. There's one person that does that well, and that's Chris Fairbanks. Right, but that's a whole style. That is his structure. Is that's his? That is his structure. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way he could. You could do that without some sort of preparation, unless I mean he is a very creative genius of sorts, and so. You buy it. I buy that he's when I yeah, see not even it, of sorts. It. Chris Chris Fairbanks is one of my favorite comedians ever, and right. he is he's an overall sorry, artist. He's a I stepped on your mole story a long time ago. I'm so sorry. Oh, I don't recall what where that was going. Okay. I think that was just a man. Uh, a man. A man. A man cut off your mole. No, no, it's a nice, uh, nice nurse. Nice. I, I like I like female. Uh, Dentists, doctors, I don't like a dude. Dudes don't know. I like bu- chick bartenders. I don't like, I don't want a dude bringing me my beer. I don't want a chick cutting off, a dude cutting off my moles. I don't want a, a dude digging around in my mouth. They're not, they don't have, they don't have bedside manner. All those people need to have a bedside yeah. manner. They need to be, be con- gay. It's gay to have a male, <laughs> any of that. I can't have it. I can't have it's it. It's too gay. If a guy gives you a beer at a bar, it's gay. There's some, there's a couple bars I like in town. I don't go there. I don't like, I don't like the dude, uh, like- <laughs> dude, dentist gay. Yeah. When I go to the bar, my bar, they're all chicks that bartend there. They're all conversational yeah. and they're nice. Yeah. And they listen to you. That you yeah, can have a conversation gay. with them. Yeah. Well, you not, you that's out of your mouth. That's uh I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, not gay to have a female bartender. So yeah, I got that I got that done. And then yeah, I did get the I I upped my insurance so that I I'm in January I'm gonna I decide I'm gonna go back to therapy, Brido. Every time I go to a bar and a dude tries to give me the drink, I go, No, no, her. She brings it. No, thank you. No. <laughs> mm, no. I well, thank you. I point at my I point at my asshole. I go exit only. No. She brings. What are you trying to fuck me, bro? Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> uh, you ordered this Jack and Diet, sir. Okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, but not from you. Though. But I don't want you touching it. Ugh. No. Ugh. No. Gross. Did you did you did you look at this ice? <laughs> I know I'm supposed to put that in my straight mouth. <laughs> the least you can do. Is gain some weight and grow some tits before you bring my beverage to me, pal. <laughs> Give me a female presenting you or not you. <laughs> they don't even have to be like hot people. They're not hot. I just like a. I like when I like a nice lady to do stuff when I uh, need it done. <laughs> yeah, it's not gay. That's why. I'm I'm de- sadly dead serious. I. Uh... <laughs> Wait, okay, wait, I go, wait, 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 wait. I, when I, I, I'm, I'm starting, what do you prefer a male to do? Start therapy again. I don't want no fucking... I ain't going to you talk to some dude. Yeah, it's got to be a lady. I want a woman's perspective on things. Okay. What do you prefer a man to do? Hmm. Spot you while you bench. No, I'd rather have a lady do have that. Have a lady. All right. I don't right. have anyone spot me. I don't bench anymore. I don't, I don't straight okay. bench. All right. Okay, what do you prefer a man to do for you? Cut your hair? Nope, I have a uh, <laughs> nope. Rachel cuts my hair. Rachel's nice. Oh. Me and Rachel oh. have a nice, nice rapport, and okay. she's she's okay. she's. I I go to some dude. We're not gonna be able to talk about real life stuff because okay. dudes don't want to talk about that. Let's see. What 
what is in your life where you'd be like, I don't know. Massage. Do okay, a massage I'd rather have a dude, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> happy ending okay. massage. It's got to be a dude. Because yeah. otherwise, otherwise I feel like I'm getting dude. a prostitute or a dude, sex worker, you know, like. But yeah, if it's yeah. a dude, it's just like he's performing a service for me. It's different. No, I'm not, I'm not getting no massage from no dude either. Man, there's this. We used to have this uh, cannabis and movies night at my job, and there was a guy there, just a big, tall ponytail motherfucker who gave stoned massages. He'd give you a fucking pre roll that he made, and he would give you a massage. And he'd be like, "Anybody, anybody wants one? It's on me." And I and I would just think, like, man, I don't want that guy giving me a massage. That seems like an excuse for that guy to rub his hands all over people. That's what that I think is. it was. I think it was because he was he was licensed and this other lady came in and she's like, oh, I see you hired like whatever his name is, like Gary or whatever. Like, I also I also give weed massages. And I was like, this town is weird. <laughs> I feel like that used to be a thing in offices where uh, dudes would just like walk up to people and start giving or like. Don't dance. I feel like that's a thing. I feel like that was a thing that pro- that no way you had to anymore. do. You had to start at their shoulders and you had to say you're so tense. That was part of the. Uh huh. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I don't think that happens anymore. But uh, again, again, in in like high school or at a job, if like some some chick came up and started giving me a massage, I would be like, oh, yeah. Like that's that's nice. Thank you. I, that's a caring touch, and I appreciate. But if it's like, hey, so you don't want a man to do anything for you? No preference I'm for a man to, in trying anything. To, trying to think of a thing where at least I, I mean it like oil change. I don't care whether it's a dude uh, or a chick. It could be but either. It's never. It's never. But it's never a chick. No, there's some. There's some that that work in there. Then that's that. That's fine. Um, grocery store checkout person. I don't care who that is. I'd rather have a woman. Uh, me too. <laughs> I've never had a female uh, oil change. Uh, I think I. Have. I'm sure it's nice. I'm sure it's nice. I think I have, but that but that wouldn't matter to me. That's just my. You get pulled over. On. You get pulled over. License and registration. You want that to be a fella or a lady? Oh boy, is it a hot cop? <laughs> hot lady cop? <laughs> They're both tens. They're both tens out of ten. Uh, I don't think that's gonna matter to me. I, I guess, okay, all right. I guess it might be a la- maybe a lady. Maybe I could flirt my way out of the ticket. <laughs> Surely somebody who looks so nice in that uniform is not gonna bother to bother their time on little old me. It's it's not like it's not like a homophobic thing because obviously I don't, I don't I'm not saying it is. I'm not I'm just very curious and I am also trying to think of I don't know if I've ever thought of my preference therapist. I don't go to therapy. I've only had a man and I've hated it because I'm like the fuck does this guy know? But when a woman t- tells me here's what your problem is I am inclined to listen to her. Right. Dudes, I can be like, no, this guy's a fucking idiot. Look right. at what he's wearing. Look at his hair. Look at his dirty glasses. Yeah. Look at his fucking terrible shoes. Look how he fucking tucks his, p- his pants. In. Like, I hate people based off of just, like, shit I can look at. With a woman, I think that if she 
women are more put together physically, first of all. That's just how our society is. So they present as like, you know, more put together than dudes do. Or I don't notice dumb shit about them because I would because I'm also probably noticing shit that I've done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you hate somebody or hate something, it usually is a reflection of you. Therefore, like a woman to me, I'm not seeing something about myself that I hate. Right. I want the woman's perspective, the woman's perspective, because it's fresher than like the dude is going to be telling. Like one time, one time, a fucking guy, he goes, he's like, why don't you go to the beach and like design something and then destroy it in the sand like design something in the sand and you for this destroy it you and i was like yeah i'm probably not gonna do that no we up me and you you and i operate at a and we act like dipshits but i would say that both of us are pretty intelligent and i look i look at a dude therapist and I'm like, you're fucking. I know more about this than you do. I've studied. That's what a lot I think of, too. I've studied a lot of psychology. I understand this better than you do. I already know what my problem is. I don't need you to tell me what my fucking problem is. I need or tell me to build a sandcastle or some dumb shit. I need a perspective of a woman to say things like, "Look, you need to get your shit together. You're you're fucking up in this situation. This situation. I'm like." Okay, like I respect what a woman's perspective and what her opinion is in general on these types of issues that I have. I don't want it from some idiot like that. Like you said, you're like looking at what he's got on and like, what does this fucker know about anything? Does this guy what does this guy just go home and cry to sleep and watch shitty TV? Like, I don't care what you have to say. You're not you're not smarter than me. Why am I paying you? Plus, I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true that the, if you have a female therapist at the end of each session, they always go, well, that's our time. So let's see what that dick do. And then you show them <laughs> and then they, you show them your dick and then they go Hippocratic Oath. Right. And then they like kind of take care of you is what I heard. Well, you know, that was in the last episode of The Sopranos. Dr. Melfi did that. <laughs> They Tony. don't show you that in The Sopranos. They don't tell you everything. Tony, let's see what that dick do. <laughs> So they, they go, well, they go, well, that's our time. And then you go, okay. And then she goes, well, let's see what that dick do. And then, and then you have to sign like a waiver for the, for the Hippocratic Oath. And then, you know. What what, what kind of, is this like a happy ending therapy? Yeah, it's like a new, it's like an LA based uh, new thing. I heard about it. New Roo therapy. I, yeah. I can't, I, yeah. I, I I don't know if I would um I would think that that person who does that I think it would downplay what their actual credentials are. I don't know. Yeah, like, you probably get probably get in trouble. Yeah, you don't go to a rub and tug, which I've never been to. I'm I'm always curious. Oh yeah, this reminds me. I would I, I wouldn't have... go, I don't go there for like I wouldn't go there for a good massage. Like I really have a problem with my back. <laughs> like that's true. You're really just wasting time until she gets to the dick part. Yeah, we're like, yep, tw- it's half hour. We're at twenty seven minutes. Well, here we go. You're probably you're probably not fixing any of your problems at that point. Probably you're just like fast forwarding to the dick stuff. <laughs> I've, I've always I, there's a couple of those places that I drive by, and I have thought like, well, that's like a cheap massage. I can't go in there. I'm not going into any of those places because 
One, I gotta. Where's my wallet go? Where is? What do I do with that? Like, I don't trust. Yeah, the, I don't know the wallet. I don't know the. I don't know the rules. No, I'm not doing that. I don't need to. If I suppose, if I would like really needed to, you could. Yeah, go- put a put a twenty dollar bill in your mouth or in your butthole. <laughs> so when they get they get to like the thing, they see the the twenty dollar bill sticking out of your cheeks, like in uh, <laughs> the, like in the movie Three Kings. You, you know when you walk in or walk out, you're gonna you're gonna catch eyes with some just pile. And you're gonna be like, "Oh, I'm no better than that guy." <laughs> or you, or you see some tub of tub of lard coming out of there before you, and you're like, "Oh, they have their hands all over that fucking right. slab of meat." That guy's that guy's juice is all over some room that I'm gonna go in right now. Like, it's in the trash right now uh, next to me. I, I hope they're mopping that gross up cum off of the floor before I get in. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't, but I'm curious. I'm a very curious person. I, I need to. I oh, wanna... I wish I. Yeah, I wish there was like some sort of like prison-based novel off of like some some creep who's like, here's how you do this. You walk <laughs> in there. Everyone knows the wink. You give them two winks and a head nod. And they know. <laughs> a couple crisp twenties in your mouth. You and you're one one in your mouth, one in your butt cheeks. It seems like sticking sticking out like a moped flag out of your butthole. What if you like you're in there and it's just so creepy that when it's time for like the reason why you go to a place like that, that you're, you're just like, not turned on. At no, all. thank you. And now I just got the worst massage ever. I got worse back problems. And also I'm like, no, thanks. I don't. Plus, everyone's had one of those. One of the, everyone's had one of those H's where the woman's sick of you because you haven't, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't. You can't come, complete. Yeah. So they're like, "Come on!" They're like, "When you can tell when they switch arms." So you start <laughs> mentally. So I you think- start mentally like going like, "Ah, they're sick of it," and then you and then like you start to be like, like or then <laughs> you really got to buckle. That you, do? Buck, that you got to buckle down. You got to buckle down mentally and like force it out. They bring you like force it. like a stick to put in your mouth. Like uh, like like when you get a bullet cut out in the wild west. Yeah, you, they give you a piece of leather. They give you a yeah, piece belt. Of... They take your belt off yeah, and put yeah, it in yeah. your mouth. And you go <laughs> bite down. And they're like, "What are you thinking about?" And you're like, "Hot stuff." <laughs> do you have a Do you have a go to to um to think about when you don't want that to happen? Oh, no! I always want it to happen. Yeah, but if you like. You know, for her sake, do you have and you and you should elongate the process? Do you have a a go to? I do. I do have a go to. Yeah, my geometry teacher in uh, sophomore year of high school. You picture your geometry I, teacher to try. I pictured. Last I picture long. that. I picture that class sitting in there in that class, uh, with the guy like teaching us. Like all of us, I have no urge to finish at all some people are like baseball stats or whatever i think about just he's writing on geometry shit on the board it's the least sexual thing i can think of (laughs) that's mine is baseball stats mine is i may have talked that's that's i may have talked that's everybody no but it's very specific it's don mattingly um i i cycle through the 84 tops um 87 fleer 84 Donruss and I flip the cards over and I try to remember the stats 
that are on the back of the card in the minor leagues wow. that he played in. And that, that's all wow. I'm thinking about for like, you know, just that like two minute window. What do you remember from the back of that card? I don't know. I'm trying like he was batting like in the three hundreds. He hit around thirty one home runs for like he had this run of like four years Man, where he was really, really good. too. He's too sexy. He's got that mustache. He's in those tight pants. I think that would bust. <laughs> I don't want to bust. I don't want to bust on Don Mattingly. <laughs> Although you're thinking of Don, you're thinking of Mr. Mr. Pantel in 1996 wouldn't even let us watch the OJ verdict because he was teaching <laughs> us wouldn't even let us watch the OJ verdict. Oh. Everyone else in the school got to watch the OJ verdict except for our fucking geometry class because he's cunt. right. He's drawing drawing triangles on the fucking chalkboard and chalk. That's what I'm thinking about. No bust. That guy's a cunt. Unbelievable. You can't do that. Wouldn't let us watch the OJ verdict. That means he didn't want to watch the OJ verdict because he probably killed someone and it triggers him. <laughs> that's what yeah. I that's what I fucking see. Hey, we had to talk about isosceles triangles. You're not busting to that at all. I watched some of the I'm halfway through the Yogi Berra documentary. No, that thing is trash. Yeah, but I loved the Donnie baseball in that with a shirt unbuttoned to his navel with a giant silver cross necklace oh, okay. on yeah, all that kicked back. It's he looks like he's in Creed. It's incredible. It's like Donnie baseball's I... got a look going on right now. I love that that exists, but the granddaughter being like, he's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Like he's Hank Aaron, he's Willie Mays. And it's just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Fuck. You're, I know he's your grandpa, but fuck you. He's, he is much better than I thought he was. I I understand he's a cartoon player of a baseball player. The way, the way his stance is, the way he hits. But I was that was interesting to me that he was better than I thought. I thought he was just like a guy who happened to play for the Yankees and then turns out to be a major league manager and said some funny oh. things. I was like, oh, he's actually good. Yeah, her point is like everybody thinks it's so funny the shit that he said. Like it ain't over till it's over, and you know if you get to a fork in the road, take it. No one goes there. It's too popular. Shit like that. Like that he became like a fun fucking hilarious doofus that no one realized how good he was. He's a fucking, he's in the Hall of Fame. Right, yeah. He's not, he's not some forgotten player. <laughs> yeah, she's just butthurt that he wasn't in some legendary players she's, photo one time. She's butthurt because there was like the four greatest living players. And it was Hank Aaron, who was alive at the time, Willie Mays. And it's just like, and after those two, you could be like the teacher from Peanuts. Wah, 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 wah. Hank Aaron... <laughs> Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, and then I think it was Sandy Koufax and Johnny Bench. And it's just like, on what planet was Yogi Berra as good as Johnny Bench? Suck my fucking dick. <laughs> Fuck you. No, there's ways. Pick the stat. Pick a stat that says, like, here's how you know who the greatest catcher of all time was. And if you're like, rings, then it's just like. Suck my fucking dick. That's not how you decide who a good player is. That's like not the only way. Her whole thing is like he had eight championships, drops Mike. And it's just like that's not how it works. Right. Also, There's, also, they he's they, on a team with Mickey Mantle and Joe DiMaggio. They also act like we don't want our grandpa to be forgotten about. Or our father was he we need to immortalize him with this documentary. Like, I want to see the check you got for this. I want to see what's the check you got for this, because I'm sure there was one involved 
And it's not like Yogi Barrel is, is never, ever talked about or he's like, no one knows who he is. Everyone fucking knows who Yogi Berra is. If you like baseball, yeah. If, even if you yeah. don't, you might be not. You've heard of Yogi Berra. About yeah. Yogi Berra. <laughs> this is what people always do. They always pick a stat, a random stat that this that player X has a lot of. Like they'll be like Mark Grace, most hits in the nineties. Like the, like as if people are like, well we got to decide who's in the hall of fame, who had the most hits in the nineties. Like no one, that's not how it works. Nineties hall of like, fame. You pick criteria for what is good. And then you plug in from there. You don't go, this guy should be considered the greatest living player and work backwards. It fucking drives me crazy. That said, I think drives, Don, Donnie baseball should be in the fucking hall of fame. He's Donnie. Right, you do that. You do that with him. And it's like, he had like, three or four 80s hall, hall of fame. fame years just to make okay. it 80s hall of fame <laughs> yeah yeah i would I go know, to Jim I, I would rather go to that hall of fame than the 80s hall of fame 80s sure. baseball Can't... hall of fame just yeah. all 80s players canseco vince coleman eric davis it'd be fucking great yeah i don't know shit about 90s baseball i know 80s baseball some 70s 60s and then i don't know what the fuck's going on now i can't keep up with sports i don't understand how this fucking college football shit works i don't care oh, florida's florida state's undefeated not uh, in the final four unbelievable don't know how that works there's an nba in-season tournament that's on my tv right now i have no interest in it whatsoever i don't fucking care what is this it's weird it's like the it's weird. Mi- mid-season finals what are you doing yeah. Why is this? It's fucking awful. Sports are all a mess. Well, do you care about Shohei Otani? I watch him if he's on on the TV. If there's an Angels game on ESPN, I'll, I'll pop it on. I care. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I don't. But I don't know who plays for what. I I just I can't. the Yankees just got Juan Soto. Does that mean anything to you? I know who Juan Soto is. Yes. Uh, okay. I watch. I'll watch. I watch the uh, some playoffs. I'll watch the World Series. Sure, if okay. if it's right. a, if if I'm free, I'm not going to make an appointment television. Did you watch the Texas Rangers versus the Arizona Diamondbacks? No. Yeah, I did not either. Absolutely not. Don't care. Why would I care? Stanley Cup playoffs, on the other hand, I don't know who the fuck any of those players are, but it's awesome. No, I love Stanley. <laughs> Stanley Cup is fucking great. I don't know who anyone is. I can't spell half the names. Half of them are like the same name, but some a little twist on it. There's some Russian guy, but I but it doesn't matter. I learn like who the star is, and I put five bucks on him to score a goal, and then that's enough for me. I work with a guy who's always watching the Vancouver Canucks on his phone. He gets really into it. Yeah, it's wild. Some people, I, I think that I have a sports problem sometimes. But the other day, we're having family supper, and and my and we're afterwards, my my brother in law is watching Notre Dame men's soccer on his phone, like really invested in it. <laughs> like, wow! Like you actually like, do you have money on this? Like, why do you care? He's a big Notre Dame fan, and that, I wish I had that sort of uh, enthusiasm for something. But it's really tough. Like Michigan State sucks ass at basketball right now. They suck ass at football. Can't watch those games, so that's out the window. It's it's a disaster. My one of our one of our door guys is supposed to do popcorn, and the popcorn was burning in our popcorn popper thing. We have an old timey popcorn machine. And I go, Jimmy, 
popcorn's burning. He goes, there's 13 seconds left. And it's like fucking, he's watching Mizzou football. <laughs> right. He's like, I was like, am I going to have to take away everyone's phone so they can't watch sports <laughs> so they do their jobs? I mean, you can't be that guy. They're going to, they're going to hate your guts. No, I'm like, try to be cool boss. And I, that's such a, and now I'm like, Jimmy, the popcorn's burning. And he's like, 13 seconds left. That's always, that's always a fucking funny thing where look i try to be the give you guys like some freedom and you forced this on me you're like we can't have this anymore you guys fucking and then you walk out of the room and everyone dies laughing because there's nothing better than someone losing their fucking mind yeah there's also a guy that comes in and he's just like dude He's like our main bartender. He's like the best one. He's like, uh, he's got experience. He knows how to do everything. He knows how to do everything. He's older than me. And uh, he'll come in and he'll look at the fridge and he'll be like, these white claws aren't lined up. And people like the younger kids think it's so funny how worked up he gets because the fridge isn't like perfectly straight. Like he's like everyone else thinks that no one cares when he's like trying to present it nice. Uh Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing funnier than someone getting really mad <laughs> about something that like small, you know, I, I was having one of my, um, did I talk about this on the show or was that pre-show where I talk about how I'll just go to the bar at night and have one beer and go home because I, oh, that, that was pre, that oh. was pre, well, I've stopped keeping alcohol in the house just to like, cause I just don't. No, go get some vods. Get some freeze vods for tonight. No, 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 no. But I, I, I will, I will pop in and have uh, an actual like after I'm done with my day, go have a beer or two. And there's some dude in there who he owns a local business, and I won't say his name. He went, he had a couple shots, and he was on his way, man. He was, he was starting to. He turned, he took that left turn, and just lost his mind about some Greek guy who wronged his dad. And then he started screaming this guy's name. And then he started saying, fuck the Greeks. Fuck Greeks. All Greeks are pieces of shit. And there's only like, this is late at night. There's only like four people in the whole bar. There's a couple people in a booth. Okay, there's, uh, eh, let's say seven people. And obviously there's some sort of Greek affiliation because the bartender's eyes got really big. And he won't stop. He won't fucking stop. And it's me and this other dude are sitting there dying. This is the hardest I've laughed in months. Tears coming out of my, I'm stone sober. Tears coming out of my face. This Mad guy, at Greeks? At Greeks, because this guy fucked over my family. He stole all this shit. And he can't stop losing his mind. He gets a six-pack to go, like eight things from the, t- from the menu, like a cheeseburger, some crab cheese, some fucking wings, all this shit. And he gathers up all of it. And I'm, I'm, and I was having a nice conversation with him. We all were. And then it took this left turn and I'm dying laughing. He goes, fuck you guys. You don't know what has happened to my family. <laughs> Loses his mind. I can't. It's the more mad he gets, the more I fucking like almost throw up laughing. He leaves. I fucking pay for my beer. I go home. I laugh the whole way home in the car. I come and sit down in this couch and put TV on. In every 30 seconds, I break out into a multiple-minute giggle fit just thinking about someone being so mad. 
Be, someone getting Man. super mad is always the best. It's the whole basis for the humor of Dad Boner is yeah. someone getting so steamed over something that like, and I'm like, buddy, I'm screaming at him out the, when he's walking out the door. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about or who that person is. He's like, you fucking know. <laughs> he's kind of big bags and all this food in this six pack. And, he's, and, I'm, and me and the other dude sitting there. Look at each other like that guy's got to work in the morning. <laughs> He's gonna feel so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then I that made me laugh too because like picturing him waking up just peeling his face off a pillow <laughs> and like what did I do and replaying what happened if he remembered. But yeah, I was gonna stop Wait. at the place that he owns today, and I was like, I don't want to have this conversation should, uh, today. You should bring it, bring him a plate of baklava. <laughs> Love baklava. Baklava is so good. So good. Oh yeah. Oh, it's 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 Greek. Aren't you part Greek or something? Yeah. Yeah. That makes I sense. fucked. I fucked over. I fucked over this guy's family. <laughs> it was Prado. Yeah. Prado stole one hundred and thirty thousand dollars from this guy's family. Yeah. It's I. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, my mom is a fourth Greek, which yeah, makes me yeah. Eighth. She has a Greek name, right? Like her yeah, Canellas is yeah. her maiden name, yeah, 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 which yeah. is Greek. Fuck yeah. all Greeks. Fuck you. I should tell you who this guy is, Brad. You, you give him a yeah, phone call. I don't, I don't like this uh, Greek talk, pal. Hey, I, I ain't going to tell you my name, but I heard something was going on at the bar the other day. You were saying some bad things about Greeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. That's the kind of thing that could probably make it. You call from a pay phone, leave that message on there. That's the thing that could ruin a man's day. <laughs> you Pretend better watch your, watch your back on the way to your car when you leave work. That will ruin hey, someone's life. It will ruin his pesto, life. Pesto Uzo. What? <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Ah, Spanakopita. Hello? Yes. <laughs> Just keep saying stuff like that on the phone. I'm going to Spanakopita you. <laughs> Ooh. I love. I'm gonna, I loves me some Spanakopita. I'm gonna bend you over and opa you all over the parking lot. Hey, you're gonna look like Saganaki cheese <laughs> when I'm done with you. Here comes the Zetziki. Boom! <laughs> Extra chunky. I'm gonna Yuck. get you right between your pita breads. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Give me some Greek yogurt in your butt cheeks. If you row, know what I mean. You row what I mean. If you, if you row. row what I, if you row what I mean. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. bust the tzatziki all over your face if you row what I mean. There it is. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. There it is. I'll name the. Sh- That's a good name for the episode. If you row what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you lick on my Kalamata olives if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, let's do some power tube, and then I gotta record. Uh, you're gonna get this episode on Friday as well as a new episode of Cards, which this is a nice relax. It's it's relaxing to do the program with you, Brado. We have a nice rapport. We play ping pong back and forth. The Cards program with Carl for real. You might think that the fighting that goes on 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 that show is fake. It is not. For me, in my mental state, it's like if you put me in a fucking trash can with a raccoon who's just pestering and scratching me. It's not good for it's not good for me my mental health or emotions. 
to do that show and it gives me anxiety that's why before the show i had to we had to start 15 minutes late because i had to go to the gym and get on the treadmill because just thinking about doing the cards program starts to get me all twisted in the chest so i don't i i, I don't know it's it's enjoyable to listen to but it's it's uh sometimes a little detrimental to my mental health but uh there's 38 episodes of that and you can you can enjoy my me being tortured by the asshole dickheadedness of Carl for real on that show. Power tube. Yeah. I can't believe that you talk to that bigot. <laughs> My show of the week is a uh, hard knocks Miami dolphins in season on HBO. I think it's actually better than the uh, preseason. Um, hard knocks. No program. Way. It's really good. No way. Mike McDaniel is fucking weird in a good way to me. He's, it's it, you've never seen a football coach like this before and dolphins are a very exciting team i, I love really that jets like i love that jets that jets coach seems like a cool guy that i'd want to like hang out with maybe kiss a little <laughs> yeah he looks like a guy you wouldn't want to leave alone with your wife yeah 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 <laughs> you don't want that guy living next door working out in the driveway waxing his car you don't want that that guy has like 25 kids too that he knows about i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't leave i wouldn't leave your loved ones around that guy <laughs> yeah you don't need that that's a that's a no that's a that's bad form for you he's that guy's beautiful very he seems like he'd be very quiet like he'd see you the next day just like hey how's it going like wouldn't even act weird about it. Like, oh, you know, she needed it. <laughs> you, you didn't you didn't tell me how shallow your wife's pussy was. What? <laughs> you fuck my wife. No, I it's mean, like, she, yeah. Well, she needed it. I mean, it wasn't my choice. She wanted it. Like, don't be mad at me. She, you know, I could tell she needed it. And then he pops his jersey and he's all swole. And you're, he's like, I mean, if you want to talk about it, I'm like, no, no, sir, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick it in any time you want, bud. No problem. You're gonna, no problem. She's going to take... She's going to take a few days to get back to normal size, if you know what I mean. Like, wh- what? If you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. What are you watching? I know I talked about for 15 minutes about that Up series. So uh, yeah, let's. That's sufficient if you just want to roll with that. I will tell you, I listened to a book and it's called Raw Dog by <laughs> Jamie Loftus. Jamie Loftus is Raw a Dog, comedian. the Mike Burns story. <laughs> It's about hot dogs. She goes in 2021 during like what still during lockdown. She took takes a road trip around the country to give the history of hot dogs by eating a hot dog at every famous place in the country. And, you know, she gets Coney dogs in Detroit. Like she um, she goes to the Nathan's contest. She gets a Sonora dogs in like the Southwest. Like it's she gets dollar fifty hot dog from Costco. It's one of those, but it's like really funny, and there's social commentary. And I really thought it was good, and so I listened to it in the car as I as I I know I live far away, so I, from LA, so I listened to books on tape in the car, and it was Smart. it was a cul- a culinary journey. It was uh, you get a little history, a little social commentary, a little humor, and it's funny. Little, little humor, cup, cup yeah. of gigs, little anecdotes yeah. of people she meets yeah. along the way, etc. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. I like that. It makes me jealous when I hear like, and I like, oh man, why didn't I do that? I should have just got in the car yeah. and drove around and tried all these cheeseburgers and wrote about it because I'm lazy. Think, that's yeah. why I know. That's why you didn't do it because you're lazy. 
Yeah. Didn't write yeah. didn't write the perfect amount of wrong during COVID. I don't know what I did, but it wasn't productive. <laughs> you gave me an interview. That's correct. That's correct. Let's do some power tunes. Um, R.I.P. to Shane McGowan of the Pogues. He died on eleven uh, thirty, November thirtieth. He passed away at the age of sixty-five, and it reminded me because I have all these songs in my iTunes library that I used to listen to a lot. And if you're, I don't retain any content on my phones or my devices when I get new ones. So I have all these. I I don't listen to iTunes. I listen to Spotify, but. I forget all these songs that I listen to on a very heavy rotation. Like when I lived in New York, there's a whole grouping of songs that I listen to that's different than, than what I listen to now. And occasionally I remember some of the songs and I'm like, oh, fuck, I love that song. I listen to it all the time. So two songs, Fairy Tale of New York. Uh, it's probably my favorite Christmas song. That's by the Pogues and uh, Shane McGowan, of course. And um, Haunted by Shane McGowan and the Popes, which is a side project, and that features Sinead O'Connor, and it's really, really good Sinead O'Connor, and you can tell Shane's a little tuned up, which I think he was 24-7, drunk off his ass, and he sounds kind of like uh, like Cookie Monster in contrast <laughs> to how beautiful Sinead O'Connor's voice is on that, but Haunted by Shane McGowan and the Popes featuring Sinead O'Connor, and then Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. Bridal. What's a, what's a Pogue song that I would know? You might know that song. Hmm. Okay. Um, Volcano is an album by the band Jungle. Did I talk about this on the show before? I'm not sure. I don't retain information from the programs, Brado. Okay. So uh, in the cafe during the day where I work, it's a cafe during the day. It's a comedy venue at night. It's called the Lyric Hyperion in Silver Lake, California. Very cool. Uh, venue. Uh, it's even cooler now. Uh, 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 Sir Patrick Stewart did improv last night with Matt Walsh. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Wow. 83, 83 year old Sir Patrick Stewart, John Luke Picard. And I, there's pictures on the Instagram of the Lyric Hyperion if you want to take a look at that. He might have been a more of a monologist and they might have been doing more ass caddy. Burns knows what I'm saying. For the rest of you, yes. uh, look it up. Unless you're uh, a real improv nerd, you may not know what ass cat is. <laughs> Okay, so it's somebody does somebody he they probably he probably did a reading from his book and then they did a scene, an improv scene based off of what he said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah, what sure, that's what sure. an that's what an ass cat is. That's what a you know. Uh but in the cafe during the day, one of the bar or one of the baristas was listening to Jungle. I go, what the fuck is this? It was he was listening to Candle Flame by Jungle. It reminded me it's like a it's like a British dance band that sounds like college dropout. Okay. I'll I'll give it a whirl after the program here. Uh I think I texted you Candle Flame because I wanted your opinion on it. I texted it to you, Josh Cheney and Ricky, the people that I text all of my music, my new music to. <laughs> and Ricky texted back, Oh, I fucks with jungle son. And, <laughs> Very accurate. But it's one of those, one of those bands where I like, I'm like, I found this band. This is something that I like. And I'm like, have you guys heard jungle? And everybody I know who likes music is like, yes, they played at the palladium last month. Like shit like that. But right. that album, that yeah. album Volcano is my favorite album of 2023. Me and not, I am in no music expert. And it's very rare that I find something that I love because everything is not for me. It's for children now. 
And so, but that one I really, really liked. Yeah, I, I know an extensive amount of music, but I don't know no new stuff. And I'll find, I'll, I'll think like you, someone will recommend this to me, and I'll go and look it up on Spotify, thinking it's like oh some kind of like niche market, maybe two million listens or something. And it's like eight trillion listens. Like every everyone in the fucking world has listened to this five thousand times, and then I feel like old. I am. So. Yeah, they have. They have. Um, their biggest song has sixty-four million, uh, almost sixty-five million. Right. And but I, the one that I love, Mister Music over here, has no idea. Thirty million. Thirty million plays for the the Candle Flame song, but the for the, the the one that I loved. But yeah, that one is that one was great. Great. We'll add it to the old gym tunes. If you want to pick up a copy of Bridal's book and you haven't yet, please go over to Amazon or Barnes and Noble and get the perfect amount of wrong. You can hear our old tales from the old days and a lot of people that you are very familiar with. If you're a comedy fan, great book, great gift for Christmas, Bridal. Yeah, for sure. And in two weeks time, uh, I'll be on an episode of your mom's house with Tom Segura and Christina Pajitsky, Christina P talking about talking about the book, went to went to Austin, had some barbecue, did their show. It'll be out in two weeks. It's a lot of fun. And um, that'll give you a nice push for the Christmas season, I think. Maybe sell sell a pile. The New York Times calls the book catnip for comedy nerds. I don't know if that's true, but it also says this book should start some fights. And that part has been true. It's great. I mean, it's if you make art and it doesn't start fights between you and other people or other people between themselves. Is it really art, Brido? Is it really art? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it? And if you want to hear the episodes of Cards... Featuring Carl for real. There's a whole pile of them waiting for you if you subscribe to the Patreon page. Brado, it's been a pledge. Thanks, Doug. As usual. As usual. And I'll see. And I'll see you pigs later. <laughs> if you roll what I mean. Really like a part of the weekend, you guys. Got football on TV. My girlfriend, you see, sleazy. Favorite kind of beer is free. I'm just making power moves. Sipping some natty lights, late nights and bar frights, rocking the Winston lights, just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves, just to a Detroit groove. All American dudes, just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove. Just some American dudes, I'm making power moves. I'm making power.